Hey, welcome to the podcast. Well, today I want to talk about NFL news. Specifically, I want to talk about the um, game that took place last night between the Denver Broncos and my childhood heroes, the Indianapolis Colts. Um, I'm a pretty big Minnesota Vikings fan, having lived here for the better part of my life. But the first half of my life, you know, born in Indiana, growing up a Colts fan, coming into my teenage years, Peyton Manning, Marvin Harrison, Reggie Wayne, Edger and James, Marshall Falk, all these guys, um, loved the Colts. So anytime I see the Colts playing a team that is not the Minnesota Vikings, I'm rooting for them. Um, that being said, last night was one of the ugliest, worst played NFL games I have ever seen. Uh, and luckily, my Colts got the win. Did they deserve it? I mean, you can't say no. Especially on that um, fourth and inches play, Russell Wilson had Cortland Sutton um, in the in the end zone and tried to squeeze it in there. And the Colts made a play on the ball, you know, um, knocked it down. However, I th- that's not the play of the game. That's not the moment of the game. I think the big takeaway. Uh, it's not even that Matt Ryan looks washed up because I think we've all known that for three or four years that Matt Ryan's been washed up over the hill. Um, he can certainly still win games. He can throw the ball, but he's not the Matt Ryan that he was 10 years ago uh, when he took the Falcons to the Super Bowl. He's not that Matt Ryan. Uh, and Russell Wilson clearly is not that Russell Wilson that won the Super Bowl. And I think in Seattle, and I, and I think that in fairness, uh, and I did this last night, I went back and looked at his Super Bowl performances. You know, everyone remembers the back-to-back Super Bowls. He won one, lost one. If you really look at that game, his passer rating was good. He completed 18 passes in one of those games. He completed 12 passes in the other game. So I, th- I think we would be mistaken to give him that legacy. Yes, he, he's a Super Bowl-winning quarterback. Did they win the Super Bowl because of Russell Wilson? I think that's not fair to say that. I think that everyone knows that Marshawn Lynch and the Legion of Boom had a huge part, I would say bigger than Russell Wilson, in winning that Super Bowl. No Legion of Boom up there in Seattle, no Super Bowls. So I think um, he gets the credit because he plays the glamour position. But, um, I, you know, I think that it's unfair. And I don't think that, you know, a two and three start means that he's done. That I do think it means the Broncos are done. I think their season's. there's no way they're coming out of the AFC West, right? It it can't happen. You got Russell Wilson throwing interceptions in the end zone. I mean, threw it right to the... I mean, come on. Threw it right to him, man. He's playing terribly. You know, Nathaniel Hackett's supposed to be this offensive guru who comes in. He's the quarterback whisperer. You know, all the, even though he didn't, he didn't call offensive plays 
in Green Bay. Uh, but he's supposed to be the guy that comes in and creates an exciting, high-paced offense. And it's been anything but. You know, it's it's been the exact opposite. And, you know, it, it's, it's hard. It's sad to say it, but um, I don't see it. A lot of people don't see it. Um, and it doesn't mean that, that it's all a failure and you throw it away. I mean, they, they can't throw it away. I mean, they're locked in. You know, two hundred. What is it? Two hundred fifty million dollars, something like that, for uh, Russell Wilson over the next uh, four or five years. So, you know, they're committed long term to a guy that I mean, he doesn't. <laughs> I mean, if you're watching what you're getting, do you want that for the next five years? Because that's what you got. You know. I think there's different ways they could have gone. I mean, look at what Geno Smith is doing, replacing Russell Wilson up in Seattle and outplaying him. You know? And what's Geno Smith making this year? Let's find out. Let's look this up real quick. So right now, Geno Smith is on a one-year $3.5 million contract. Let that sink in. One year, three point five million. So he's he's literally playing for his job right now, uh, and doing a a good job. <laughs> Meanwhile, Russ, how much does Russ make this year? Let's see how much he's uh he's making for this year. So two hundred forty five million total. Uh, I'm trying to see what that is for this year contract breakdown here we go so let's take a look here and 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 after this i want to get into the the minnesota vikings um in our game this week so this year he's 34 years old his base salary is two million dollars not bad right not that bad when gino's making what what was gino making 3.5 um but his signing bonus was 10 million his roster bonus 17 million. That's quite a lot, right? So let's look at the at the base salary numbers because this is a back-end loaded deal. Okay? So his next year, he's going to be 35 next year. He's going to make $8 million. Base salary with a $10 million bonus. You know, that's that signing bonus is still there. $10 million. Uh, the year after that, Seventeen million. So, do you see the uh, you see the trend here? <laughs> the year after that, twenty twenty five, he's thirty seven years old, thirty seven million dollars. Twenty twenty six, forty million. This is base salary. This is not even like like uh, performance bonuses, anything like that. Yeah, yeah. And and by the way, this year. It's it's a dead cap hit of 124 million. He's making 57 million dollars this year because remember he already had a contract. Um, so he's actually making 57 million this year. That's a lot of money. Okay, then you look forward 2027. He's 39 years old. Base salary of 44 million dollars. 
He's going to a total cap hit of 53 million. That is insanity. 2028 when he's 40 years old. 50 million dollar cap hit. 120 now 124 million of this is fully guaranteed, meaning through 2024 he is locked in. Right? Locked in. 2025 is the earliest they can get rid of him. On the fifth league day of 2024, if he's on the roster, he's locked in, guaranteed, fully guaranteed $37 million. So the earliest they can get rid of him is the latest they can get rid of him without taking that, that cap hit is the, fifth, is the fourth league day of 2024. So if this doesn't work out, look at him to be out of there, you know, through, play three seasons, and then he's out of there. I mean, that's tough. If, if what we see right now is what they're going to get, this is a three-year experiment, and then he's gone. I, I don't see how it can go farther than that. I don't see how, if it continues like this, that's the big jump. The big jump... I mean, obviously, besides bringing them in and paying them all this money up front, that it looks, you know, oh, it's $2 million base salary. It looks like you're not giving them a lot up front when you really are. He's getting $57 million this year total in cash. It's, it's just, it's moved around, so it looks a little different. It looks a lot different on paper than it does in the sports ticker on ESPN. But the big, big jump in base salary, you know, the hit against the cap comes in 2025. His total cap hit for that year is $55.4 million. That's up $20 million from the year before. Is that, do you want to do that to your team when you're not winning the division? You can pay a lot less money to not win the division. There's a lot of guys out there who can go two and three for you and, and throw two interceptions and, you know, inside the 10-yard line. There's a lot of guys out there who can do that. There's a lot of guys out there who can, who can be in overtime with a fourth and inches from less than the one-yard line and just, and just throw it into coverage and miss a guy that's wide open in the other part of the end zone. There's a lot of... I, I, you know what? This is maybe saying too much. I could do that. Yeah, I could do that. If you put me in on fourth and inches from less than the one-yard line, I could, in, I could make an incomplete pass. And you could pay me so much less than $55 million. So that's a little absurd for me to even say something like that. But I'm just, you know, it's the point. It's tough, man. It's, it's really, really tough. Uh, you know, if I was to call it right now, if I was to bet my life, if I was to, you know, which I would never do on a football game. But if I was, um, three years. I think he's three years and he's out. That's just what I think. Um, so moving on from that, let's talk about my team. First place, 3-1, and one, Minnesota Vikings. Um, we play the Chicago Bears this week, right? And I think most people are going to pick us to win that, right? I think most people are going to pick us to win that. So looking at that matchup, 
it's easy to say that that's a win, but you know, we thought that we were going to blow the Lions out last week. Right? We thought we were going to give the Eagles a run for their money. The Eagles walked all over us. The Lions damn near beat us. The Saints damn near beat us. I mean, no Jameis Winston, Andy Dalton coming in. We thought that was going to be a rout. So I think to say that we're just going to run the table the whole game on, on the Bears is probably foolish. You know, I, I certainly don't think it is. I don't think it is a lock to say that we're just going to, you know, ah, oh, we're just going to walk all over these guys. No, I, probably not. I think it's going to be a closer game than people think. And I think in our division... You know, it is what it is. The Lions are sometimes, you know, 3-14, and 14, you know, a 3-4 win team sometimes. But don't they always play us close? Don't the Bears always play us close? They do. And I think that's what kind of game it's going to be. I'm hoping that Kirk Cousins, you know, feels a little bit more comfortable in the new scheme. I'm hoping that, you know, he's... I don't think he's looked terrible. I don't. I think he's had moments where he looked great, like that 39-yard pass to Justin Jefferson um, last week's game. I thought it looked awesome. You know, the, the touchdown to K.J. Osborne was beautiful. Um, but has he shined? You know, no. He's, what is he? His, his quarterback rating number 20th in the NFL? And I don't think that that's necessarily a great indicator of, of, of how good he is. I mean, I saw a stat the other day that the Vikings on first down convert for that into a new first down better than any team in the league. And that says a lot. And I think that, that it's good to see his personality come out. Kirk, Kirk Cousins, he gets a lot of flack. Um, and I'm a, I'm a fan. And let me tell you why I'm a fan. I think he's the right kind of person. Um, and what I mean is, you never see him showing up in a Lamborghini, a Ferrari. And there's nothing wrong with the guys that do that. Um, there's nothing wrong. You, you know, you got a whiteout who just got a big contract and he shows up in a Ferrari with a crazy paint job and, and you know, fashionable clothes. There's nothing wrong with that if that's who you are. You know, if you're that guy, if you're prime time, then be prime time. But Kirk Cousins is a is a Christian conservative guy. Um, he's good natured. He gets fired up sometimes. Now, does that mean he doesn't use swear words or or hit guys? You know, when he when he throws an interception, he doesn't chase him down. No, that doesn't mean that. You know, he's a person. Um, but his values and his moral, he has a strong moral base, and he's. I believe at heart he's a good person. You know, we've seen him. He walks around the Minnesota State Fair with his son eating cookies, drinking milk. You know, no security, no no crazy stuff. I mean, this guy worth $100 million. He's walking around with his son at the State Fair like a normal person. You know, he smiles. He's, he's just, you know, kind of wholesome, kind of corny. But that's who he is. And I think that that's good. That's, I think, honestly, it reflects the values of our state pretty well. Most people in Minnesota be black, white, uh, Asian, large Hmong community here, um, Latino, are family people. 
this is a big family. You know, it's a Midwestern state, you know. And I think he reflects our values a lot. And I think, you know, he's letting loose. I, I saw a story that <laughs> that uh, he he gave one of his teammates the nickname Crime Dog. Uh, Christian Was it Christian Darrison? Is that who it was? And uh, he didn't get the reference. The guy didn't get the reference. It just showed, it, and he had played first base in Little League. And his initials are CD. And, you know, uh, Fred McGriff played first base. And he was called the Crime Dog. So he called him the Crime Dog. He didn't get the reference. And I just thought, yeah, that makes sense. It's a very Kirk Cousins type of thing to do. Um, you know, just trying to joke around and be wholesome and, and, and like that. And so I think that, uh, he's, he's getting more comfortable. I, f- I feel like his first few years here, um, he was trying and unfortunately for him, unfortunately for the state, the team, the players, we had a coach who wasn't interested. You know, Mike Zimmer came in with fire and, and grit. And at that time, it seemed like exactly what we needed. A tough coach, defensive-minded, who doesn't take shit from anyone, who cracks the whip, so to speak, and gets players you know, to toe the line. And, and eventually, it seems like it lost him the locker room. And what really, really did it for me was when I read the report, Mike Zimmer's final year here, last year, that it was the first time that he had broken down film with Kirk Cousins was last year. He he had had him for two years previous, and he never once sat down and looked at film with the man who leads his team is, I mean, has a big part of him having a job. And the report is that the, the, the entire reason that there was a disconnect was because Zimmer didn't want him. He wasn't Zimmer's guy, right? It was a front office decision to bring in Kirk from Washington, and it wasn't Zimmer's choice. So instead of saying, all right, this is, this is the guy I got. It wasn't my choice to bring him in, but it's the guy I got, and I'm going to embrace him. We're going to make this work. We're going to win a fucking Super Bowl. Instead, what he did is he said, no, I don't want him, and I hope he fails. I want to get him out of here. I'm going to ignore him. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to leave him. He left him out there to die is what he did. He just left him out there to die, sink or swim, and guess what? He swam, and now Zimmer's the one who sank, and Zimmer's out of here, and Kirk's still here. And now he has a coach that is all about personal relationships, right? He has a coach that's all about watching film. Kevin O'Connell, from all reports, is great. You know, he's got a mind for the game. And it's an adjustment period. It's a completely different scheme, much more detailed than we've ever had before. And he's getting input. And I think that it's going to take probably a few more games. I think it's probably going to take half the year. It, it might take three quarters of the year. It might take the full year. But I think it's going to benefit us. It's going to benefit Kirk. And I think, listen, I'm a fan, so I'm biased. I can see this Vikings team winning a Super Bowl. Are we there yet? I don't think so. I think we need a few more pieces, especially in the secondary. Um. You know, having Lewis Sin, Sin, I always say his name right, Sine, I think having him hurt certainly doesn't help. 
Um, so, you know, we have some shoring up to do, but offensively, um, if, if, if our running backs can stay healthy and produce, Dalvin Cook certainly hasn't been a scrub this year, but hasn't been uh, as productive as we would like. You know, offensively, I mean, in the past game, what more could you want? Adam Thielen, Justin Jefferson, K.J. Osborne coming on. I mean, when K.J. Osborne, he looks he looks like he's really learned a lot about route running from Adam Thielen and Justin Jefferson, and it looks like he's thriving. I think he's, you know, I think having Adam Thielen in the slot um, and K.J. Osborne and Justin Jefferson split out to the sides, I think that's perfect. I think that is awesome. Um, and I think that, that that's, it's a nightmare. You know, our passing game is going to be a, an absolute nightmare. And our running game, and we have Alexander Madison and Dalvin Cook. It's, it's a matter of time before this team just goes off. And I, that, you know, sometimes the late season bloom is the best. Would you rather, how many times have we started, you know, four and one, five and one? You know, we're in first place. We're unbeatable, and then we fall apart. That happens a lot to teams. I mean, it happened to the Minnesota Twins in, in baseball this year. You know, we started off on fire. You know, we brought in Carlos Correa. We were, we, were, we were the team to beat, and we finished 14 games out of first place in our division because it fell apart. You know, and a lot of that, you know, that's a different game. We're not going to get into it, but a lot of that had to do with coaching decisions about the starting rotation. And the workload placed on the bullpen, just a lot of things. And now it looks like Correa's out. He's going he's gonna to opt. He has a player option. He's going to opt out. And he's going to be a free agent. And he's probably going to end up somewhere like New York or something. He's a guy that, you know, he's won championships before, and that's what he wants. And he thought he was going to have a shot here. And it's like we're going to be rebuilding again. But anyways, so this week, uh, Vikings-Bears. On the subject of the Bears... Not really a whole lot to say, <laughs> if I'm if I'm going to be honest. Um, I I don't think they have a whole lot going for them. Um, you know, Justin Fields. He he hasn't been amazing, uh, and I don't think that that's all on him. Obviously, but his his total quarterback rating is twenty point two. You know, he's got a total of 471 yards this year, two touchdowns. Quarterback rating in the toilet. He's not really putting a lot of points up there on the board. And, you know, I, I'm, I'm not going to lie, I haven't watched a lot of their games, but it just seems like they're in over their head. It seems like Justin Fields is in over his head. Um. You know, the famous quote that Chicago is where wide receivers go to die. Well, you know, in the past 20 years, how many truly elite quarterbacks have they had? They had Jay Cutler for a while. Um, I wouldn't call him elite. I would call him streaky. You know, he had he had times where he would light you up. And then he had times where he looked like somebody pissed in his Cheerios and he takes his helmet off and he has his windswept hair and the pouty lip. And, you know, I, I think Chicago really, when I think about Chicago, I think about two things. I think about defense and special teams. 
and that's where they play the best. I don't think Chicago needs an elite quarterback, but they you can't have a twenty point two QB rating. You know, they need someone. They need a Kirk Cousins is what they need. They don't need a top two or three quarterback in the league. But could you be top ten? You know, could you be efficient with the ball? Don't turn it over. Don't make mistakes. Run a West Coast style offense, dink and dunk your way down the field and let the running backs take it in. Can you do that? Because I think that's the style of play they need to play in Chicago and lean on their defense and lean on their special teams and just don't turn the ball over. If you can do that, I think the Bears can win a lot of games. I don't think the Bears can do that right now. Um, and I think that they're going to they're gonna be outclassed this week. And hopefully it's a big game for the Vikings, but I think it's going to be close. I think it'll be you know, less than 10 points. My prediction for the game is um, we're going to say 20, Vikings 24, Bears 17. That's my prediction for the game. 24-17 Vikings. Um, so we'll see. Um, you know, some other games going around this week. Uh, let's see what we got here. Let's see what we got for games this week. Let's pull it up. Let's pull it up. Let's pull it up. So we got New York and Green Bay. New York Giants. New York football Giants. Green Bay Packers. Both teams are 3-1. and one. I think outside of the New York area, the entire country knows that Green Bay is probably going to win that game. I would love New York to win that game and pull off an upset. Um, I don't see it happening. I think it's Green Bay. And I don't think it's close. Um, Pittsburgh and Buffalo. Again, Josh Allen over Kenny Pickens. Kenny Pickett. Pickett? Pickett. Uh, what did he have, like three three interceptions last week in his first his first action? Am I, am I right about that? He had three interceptions? I think so. Um, Buffalo, big. Buffalo, big in, in that one. Excuse me. Uh, L.A. and Cleveland. L.A. Chargers, Cleveland Browns. I mean, come on. Chargers, anyone out of there. This is the interesting one. Houston and Jacksonville. Houston's 0-3-1, Jacksonville's 2-2. I can't believe it, but I'm going to pick the Jacksonville Jaguars in that one. No upset there. Uh, Detroit, New England. I'm picking Detroit. I'm picking Detroit. I think Jared Goff is going to have a huge game. I think T.J., uh, what's the tight end? T.J. Hawkinson. I think he's going to have a huge game. I think, I think Detroit is going to going to um, show Bill Belichick the door. I think Bill Belichick's going to have a one and four start. I think there's going to be whispers about him being over. And uh, I love nothing more than to see the Patriots lose. Um, <laughs> I'm not a fan. Never have been. Uh, Tom Brady's the greatest of all time, and I love to see him lose because uh, I'm a hater. Uh, Seattle, New Orleans. I got New Orleans. I think Geno Smith's doing an incredible job. I think Andy Dalton's going to have a good week. I think New Orleans is going to win that game and pull the two and three. Uh, Miami at New York Jets. No Tua. Teddy Bridgewater. Listen, I love Teddy Bridgewater as a person, as a human being. I wish he never got hurt here in Minnesota. I think he could have been something special. Um, but, you know, he is what he is now. He's still a great person. Uh, I think he's going to end up being a coach in this league, and I think he's going to be great at it. Um, 
But I think that he's a journeyman at this point in his career. And I think that the New York Jets are going to win that game. I'm talking about journeyman. Who's the starting quarterback? Is is uh, Joe Flacco starting for the Jets? Uh, yeah, I got the Jets in that one. Uh, Tampa Bay and Atlanta. Come on. Atlanta's 2-2, two and two, and they're not even as good as that. I think Tampa Bay is going to run away with that one. Tennessee is going to whoop Washington's ass. Um, San Francisco all over Carolina. Philadelphia all over Arizona to go to 5-0. and um, Dallas at the LA Rams. <clears throat> Dallas, is, listen, Dallas is three and one. Cooper Rush is doing a great job. Um, but the Super Bowl champs are going to represent, and uh, they're going to hand Dallas their second loss. Both teams will leave three and two. Cincinnati and Baltimore, right? Cincinnati and Baltimore. This is a tough one. I think Baltimore is much better than their two and two record. Um. I think Cincinnati is trying to figure out if they're good enough to win that division, and I don't think they are. I think that that's Baltimore all the way. I think Baltimore wins the division handily. Um, I think they're going to go on a tear. I think Lamar Jackson is going to be the. I'm. It. It. I know it's early. In, it's. It's week five right now. I think my preseason MVP or my my right now MVP race is between. Lamar Jackson and Jalen Hurts. That, those are my two guys, Lamar Jackson and Jalen Hurts. And I've said it time and time again that I think Jalen Hurts is too small. I don't think he's, I don't think he's built to have a 10-year career as a starter. But we're not talking about 10 years. We're talking about today. And today, I think he's, if, if it ended right now, if it ended today, he's the MVP. And I don't think it's close. This is an Eagles team that was has not been that good. And this year they're unstoppable. He's doing it all. Um he's he's doing it with his legs, he's doing it with his arms, he's leading the team. He's a leader first and foremost. The team responds to him when it when it looked like they were going to lose last week. What did he do? He he brought him back. Um So Back to the Cincinnati-Baltimore game. I got, I got Baltimore on that one, and I think that uh, Lamar Jackson has a, has a good game to bounce back. Uh, Las Vegas and Kansas City. This is a tough one for me because Kansas City's 3-1, and one, and they look good. As always, right? You, you don't expect anything less. Las Vegas is 1-3. They're 1-3, but... But... Devontae Adams and Derek Carr, right? Hunter Renfro, right? I don't think that this is that this is a a surefire lock for Kansas City. I think it's a close game, and I have Las Vegas pulling the upset, and that's what I'm picking. I have Las Vegas with the upset. I think it's a close game, a nail biter. It might even go to overtime. I think it's going to come down to the end of the game. Um, and I think whoever has the ball last wins. And I, I'm going to say that Las Vegas wins that game. Monday night game, so we'll see. But I think Las Vegas wins that game. Uh, and that's it. That's, uh, that's all the picks I have. Um, you know, some other things that, uh, that uh, come up, you know. 
over the week. Uh, maybe we'll do another podcast uh, tomorrow, Saturday, day before. Break down some injury reports, stuff like that, some last second things. But uh, yeah, that's that's the podcast for this week. Thanks for listening in. Uh, I'm going to get better at this. It's, you know, it's a struggle. Every podcast is going to be a little bit different. I'm not going to talk about football every time. It's just uh, what I wanted to talk about today. This is going to be definitely a, a more of a variety podcast, more of a what are we going to talk about today. But I think Fridays is a good day to talk about football because we're getting ready for the weekend, right? We're going into the weekend. Everyone's excited to to tailgate. Everyone's excited to grill. Everyone's excited to get their get their their gear on, get ready for Sunday, watch their favorite team. Um, so I think Fridays is a good football podcast day, right? So I think that's what we're going to do. Fridays, we're going to do a football podcast, you know, get you ready for the weekend, talk about some things, especially, I mean, it's a great day to talk about the Thursday night game, right? So if you listened, thank you so much. Please, please consider subscribing to the podcast. Help me out a lot. It's free. doesn't cost you anything. Um, that being said, have a fantastic weekend. I'm going to have a great weekend. I'm grilling some chi- I'm smoking a chicken today. Uh, crisp, nothing better than some crispy smoked skin on a chicken. Oh, on the uh, pellet grill. Listen, if you don't have a pellet grill, get one. Get one. Absolutely get one. I, uh, I was kind of unsure I made the jump from a charcoal grill to a pellet grill. Best decision I ever made. You can do everything on it. You know, I'm, I, this isn't an advertisement or anything, but um, that's how I do my weekends is I smoke some meat, um, chicken, beef, pork, whatever it is. I, I throw some stuff on the grill. You let it go a couple hours. You know, you watch it depending on what it is, and, and you're done, man. It's it's so easy, so good, and that's how I play. That's how I get ready for football. Some smoked sausage on the grill, get you some buns, some spicy barbecue sauce. I mean, come on. That's the best, man. So whatever you're doing this weekend, um, my hope for you is that you have fun. Um, you enjoy it. It's amazing. And uh, spend some time with your loved ones. You know, tell someone you love them. This past few years, for sure, has taught us that nothing is for certain, right? The future's not guaranteed. And and uh, so enjoy it. You know, spend time with your loved ones. If you have some. If you don't, go make some. You know, watch your favorite team. Enjoy it. Get some rest. Get ready for the week. And uh, yeah, peace, love, and uh, see you next time. Thank you so much.